Hi, welcome to the Design World Make Parts Best series of podcasts. I'm Leslie Langnaut, Managing Editor at Make Parts Best, and I'd like to welcome today Scott Vader, who is who is the um, you're one of the you're the CEO of Vader Systems, one of the co-founders I, for sure. That's right. I'm uh, the president of uh, Vader Systems and uh, co-founder, along with my son Zachary, of Vader Systems. All righty. So tell me a little bit about how this idea came about. Um, the uh, the idea sprung out of um, my son's 20-year-old mind uh, a few years ago. He's, he's 23 today. And um, he, um, he was working on a number of uh, entrepreneurial ideas. He uh, dropped out of um, mechanical engineering, uh, didn't, didn't complete the route that his dad followed. He, just, he, he decided he was going to go a different way, and uh, he wanted to get to work immediately. He dropped out of first year of uh, mechanical engineering and started to work on a number of different ideas. Being a, a young guy who wanted to use the latest and greatest technology, he uh, chose um, a few ideas that could really only be created. They're, they're, they had enough complexity in them um, that they, they really uh, suited the, suited the um, metal 3D printing technology well um, in terms of being an execute um, high levels of detail and high complexity at low cost. One of those ideas was he was working on a, um, a micro gas turbine generator and uh, wanted to get that printed um, using the um, TMLS process, the selective laser sintering process. It, we ran into a lot of difficulties. I was assisting him on the side. My job uh, at the time was as a, a president of a manufacturing company that um, worked in composites. I'd been there for about 30 years. And I was assisting him to, to find uh, people like uh, Morris Technologies. We actually worked with mm-hmm. Morris Technologies for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just at the time, they, uh, they, they got purchased by GE. So, uh, right. Um, we we um, we weren't able to continue any farther along. It was early days in that project, but um, um, Zachary thought that um, he uh, he had to start uh, work on a, um, a metal 3D printer rather than uh, a gas turbine because clearly there was tremendous demand for the technology and and limited supply. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard hard to get your hands on it. So that's where the idea came about, which was let's think of an idea that uh, would have a very low cost input material, so that you could you could start with um, commodity based uh, materials rather than the the, the more expensive uh, precision powders that are used in uh, powder bed technologies, and uh, and and have it be fast too. So uh, we we went through you know, hundreds of ideas. Ironically, uh, um, one of the earliest ideas that Zachary had uh, was the one we ended up going with uh, using essentially magnetohydrodynamics. Um, your, your, your readers will be familiar with that technology, um, uh, the, um, using magnetic interaction with fluid dynamics to provide um, uh, motion fluids. So he came up with a unique idea in terms of applying uh, magnetohydrodynamics to be able to move molten metal uh, and then combining that idea with uh, inkjet printing, so so we were essentially um, he came up with the idea of this magnetohydrodynamic inkjet printer. So now the the magnetohydrodynamics it it converts the metal into more of a liquid form. Uh, there, there's a step before that. Uh, which is a little bit like a diesel engine in that um, first have to heat the print head up to working temperature. So the um, resistive heating to be able to elevate the print head up to 750 degrees C working temperature um, so that we can melt the aluminum. Uh, Wire is fed into the print head. The print head itself is, uh, the the printing element is 
smaller than the size of your thumb. Um, so it's a very small amount of the machine that gets to the melting point of aluminum. It's quite safe to operate. Um, but that's, so we use a resistive heater to heat up the print head, and then we feed in um, one millimeter diameter aluminum wire. Um, at high speed into the print head, um, and then um, uh, the magnetic. We have a magnetic field which is um, pulsed uh, to create pressure um, to eject the, the droplet under very accurate control. Where um, uh, we we've got um, one millionth of a second um, resolution in terms of timing of the creation and sizing of a droplet. And uh, at this point, we're able to jet out droplets. Um, um, in the, the one kilohertz plus range, uh, and uh, so this is where we're, our, um, our, our, our very high throughput is coming from. We're right at this point, we're um, exceeding one pound per hour of aluminum deposition. So we're using very low cost material. Um, uh, our, our, the wire that we buy is in around three dollars a pound, and, um, and we're getting finished um, finished parts, uh, including amortization of the machine, uh, in, in around about the twenty dollar per, per pound mark. So I know you have a build table of 12 by 12 by 12 inches. So at this speed, can you give me an idea of what size of an object you can build how, and how quickly, like in 10 minutes, 15 minutes? What's, what's the time frame that we're talking about here? Um, the, um, it's early days in rolling out the technology, so we've, um, the biggest parts we've built on our, in our prototype machine are in the range of 4-inch um, by 4-inch by 2-inch, mm -hmm. kind of. Uh, um, uh, we do, we're doing a lot of testing of um, smaller parts and um, getting, get, getting the process parameters dialed in. As, as we get this process dialed in, we don't see any barrier to being able to uh, print that entire volume of 12 by 12 by 12. The, the test parts that we've been printing um, uh, as of uh, last week uh, are in around uh, 15 grams. Um, that's being printed okay. under three minutes. So, so, um, wow. so this is an object um, one inch diameter, uh, one inch tall. And uh, yeah, it's quite an amazing process where there's That's essentially a process uh, where where you've got to you know evacuate a, a, an envelope. It's basically it's um, once the machine's up to temperature, you 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 start printing your process. You're print, printing your part. And uh, that's what we'll be actually showing at the IMTS show in September. We'll be showing uh, printing parts um, um, in, in just a few minutes. Um, so we'll, you know, it's kind of quite neat to see. You know, no part there on the build platform, just down the metal, and then you know, in, in, in essentially seconds, uh, the parts there, and you you have to pull it off with tongs because it's hot. It's, um, yeah. it's up around 300 degrees C when it comes off the build platform. But we, we just dunk it in uh, water, and, and then you can handle it. So within minutes, you can you can have a metal part in your hands. Now, do you have any finishing uh, procedures that are after the build? It does have uh, a roughness uh, that's that's in the in the region. It's better than the droplet size. Right now, we're working uh, in the range of 300 micron to 500 micron droplet size, and we're getting roughnesses there. In around that level, uh, we think we'll we'll mm -hmm. we'll improve our finish. Um, you know under 200 micron, 100 micron eventually. But uh, like, like most um, 3D metal printed parts there, if, if you need to 
um, have a, a very high surface finish, you need some post finishing. If you need to, if you're going to need to have a seal off surface, like for a gasket, you're going to have um, uh, you'll have to machine that surface. You know, put a bearing in it or a precision bushing. You, know, you got to machine that. So, so there's um, it very much dovetails with the the subtractive technology. So we we see most of our customers. Um, well, all of the all the customers have shown interest. Um, they they have CNC capability within their within their walls, and, and a lot of them also do have SLS technology as well. A lot of our, you know, this is I think this is um, this is another tool in the toolkit to add to. Mm -hmm. um, CNC capabilities. Now, I noticed in some of a uh, couple of other videos that you have when you were at some conferences that this technology solves the porosity issue often found when you're working with metal powders and sintering those, for example. Um, a comment was made that you can have voided parts in this process. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that, that's right. That's. Um, um, since we're a, you know since we're since we're using uh, droplets, um, the droplets um, are in molten state. So with surface tension, the droplets pull together and exclude um, any any interior um, porosity. So once once the parameters are adjusted correctly, um, it's it's inherently um, a fully dense uh, uh, printing process. Um, one one of the uh, comment on uh, being able to make uh, an interior void is an interesting aspect of this technology, which is since we're just applying the material that's necessary to build the part, we we uh, don't have to when you're designing a part using uh, our liquid metal jet printing process. You don't have to think about well, how am I going to get the powder out of this? How do I you know how, how do I prep this part after it's being printed? Um, you you could. You could make, um, say, a closed sphere, and um, there's nothing inside the sphere other than, you know, the, the 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 void. So now, have you thought about what kind of industries you're targeting your first machine, the MK1, towards? We're we're um, you know our first 20 machines are intended for um, uh, we're calling them our uh, Mark One experimentals and uh, meant um, for early adopter uh, manufacturers and. Um, and R&D labs. So, so we've had since this is um, a higher throughput technology, and it's highly scalable. We're, we're, we're at the one pound per hour level. We expect to be, you know, double that in, in a number of months. And uh, you know, next year we'll we'll have machines with multiple nozzles. So, our, our technology is highly scalable to uh, larger throughput for manufacturers. So that's who we've been getting a lot of interest from, from from a broad spectrum too, from you know uh, people in sporting goods to agriculture equipment, uh, transportation. Um, since it is um, since it is a low lower cost uh, input material than some of the other technologies, and uh, where we've got this throughput, it it, it opens. It's going to open up. Um, a lot of markets that are more price sensitive, part cost basis than than the uh, the aerospace typical aerospace and medical markets. So we're we're seeing a lot of interest from a lot of sectors, and we're that we're we're interested in um, working with partners across those sectors. Okay, now how would you say you would place the system in relation to uh, the powder bed metal additive manufacturing machines, like those from ELS or SLM solutions? We're um, our first materials. Our first machine is coming to market with um, aluminum only. Um, we have a product development path that takes us higher in temperature over over the next few years. But uh, to begin with, uh, we're, we're looking at aluminum, aluminum alloys only. Um, the um, 
see the SLS um, technologies have a large range of, 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 mm -hmm. of powder metallurgy to, to choose from that have been qualified. So we're, we're very much uh, focused on, on uh, the, this one metal um, to begin with. And the SLS uh, machines uh, uh, currently have a higher resolution. Uh, they, they use smaller um, smaller grades of powder that we're using in droplets. Each technology has its, um, has mm -hmm. its applications. You know, we don't we don't see ourselves as directly competitive with with the SLS technology or, or them with us. Okay, well, Scott, I thank you for joining me. Um, this is a fascinating technology, and I wish you a lot of luck with it. And I look forward to seeing some uh, further developments as you progress with it. Great, thank you for your time, uh, Leslie. I look forward to seeing you at IMTF. All righty, thank you.